Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. This is the podcast where we bring you stories of amazing women doing amazing things in real estate investment. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I am super excited to bring you our guest today, Brenda Gooden. She's somebody I met through um, an apartment investing uh, group that I'm in, the Brad Simrocks group, and I met her through there and gotten to know her and spent some time with her in Dallas a while back, and she started telling me her story, and I knew that I needed to bring her to you guys so that you could hear her. She, What I love is that she's a great example of someone who has not let her early circumstances limit her in any way. So she's, she's going to share a little bit about her background, but she grew up without a lot, um, very little, but managed to create financial wealth and independence in business and real, and real estate. She has over 20 years of successful ownership and management of Medicare-certified home health and hospice agencies, and she's been a profitable real estate investor for over 30 years. She is currently the president and CEO of Island Management Services, otherwise known as Hospicio Divinas Manos of Manati, Puerto Rico. So it's a uh, hospice agency that serves the terminally ill in the northwest region of Puerto Rico. So she's an international businesswoman. And she also, as a real estate, she has over 720 doors as either the sole owner, key principal, or passive investor in Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and New Mexico. She's also a mama of two great kids, Brittany and Jeremy, and a proud member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. So welcome, Brenda. So happy to have you. And thank you, Monique. I'm excited to be here. What an honor. Well, honor is ours. So I, I just I love to start at the beginning and and ask, how did you get started in real estate investing? Well, I got started shortly after college. Um, I graduated college. I got married and moved out to Des Moines um, with my new husband. And our first order of business, though, was to to save up for a down payment on a house because, we, of course, we had no money. I graduated, and I had nothing. Um, so I had I got a job, and I worked and saved up um, – so that we can make this down payment on a house because I'm a country girl. I grew up in Mississippi in the country, poor. And so this apartment living thing was just not working for me. So I was thinking, okay, <laughs> no, we, we have to we have to get out of here. So that was my first priority. First piece of real estate that I ever owned was my first home. And super mm-hmm. excited about that. And we built it from scratch or from the ground up, as people say. And somewhere during that process, I believe – of course, I had no no prior interest in real estate, no prior knowledge, nothing. But somewhere in, in, in that process of getting ready to purchase that first home, I got bit by the bug. And I think back in that day, you know, at night, the infomercials would come on really late at night. So if you were up, you would get to hear them. And I think I listened to one of those and of course, I got excited about the possibilities of owning and investing in real estate. So I went down that path. I started 
you know, reading and learning everything that I could about it. Um, I didn't know anyone in real estate, um, real estate investing, I should say. I had no mentors or anything. So I'm sitting out on my own to do this real estate investing. Now, at that time, my husband wasn't really interested in real estate, but being the loving, kind husband he was, he supported me in, in my, you know, desire to, to invest in real estate. So we got moved into our first home, and then I, I started looking in the newspapers. I'm going to find this real estate to invest in. So I found in the paper, in the newspapers, was back then, you know, we didn't have Internet. We didn't have all of the, 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 the means that you have now to find different properties, or at least I did it. Because remember, I'm new to this and no background in this, no knowledge or what have you. So I just searched the yeah. newspapers and I found a, a fourplex that was for sale. And back then, you could, um, for HUD properties, you could just assume the note. You could just assume the note, make a down payment, assume the note, and carry on. And that's what I found. I thought, this is easy. Um, the only problem was I had no money. So I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? Well, you know, back then it was the no money down program, so I'm, I, I'm sure I ordered one of those, and they came up with all these different strategies, and so I thought, okay, I have a credit card. So I took my little credit card and marched into the bank, and and I said, I want to get a cash advance. And the teller said, okay. And she said, for how much? I said, for $7,000. And she just kind of looked at me, and she goes, oh, and you know, I'm 20, what, 23, 24? She goes, oh, that's a lot of money. What are you going to do? I said, I'm getting ready to buy a, um, purchase some real estate. And she goes, really? I said, yeah, it's a it's an investment property. And so I told her my story. She saw my excitement. But she just kind of looked at me with this blank look on her face like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you're, me, you're, you're mighty young to be, you know, to, to be venturing out, you know, or going down this road. So I'm excited, so I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just happy. I'm getting ready to buy my first property, and that's what I did. I We bought that first property, our fourplex. We called it our baby because at that time we mm-hmm. didn't have kids. So we managed it ourselves, and it was it was school for us because that's how we learned about real estate. We just did it. I had no fears. There was no fear of failure. I never thought about it. I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to succeed. And um, that's amazing. Learned a lot. Yeah, I mean, no fear. I think about it now, and I kind of shudder. I'm like, wow, I really did. I mean, we really did not know what we were doing. I mean, I knew enough to get it, but everything else we learned by doing, and it worked out for us. Well, it worked out really well for us. There are a couple of things I love about what you did. I mean, you you saw this infomercial um, that got you inspired. But you, mm-hmm. you said you didn't just do it without knowing what you were doing. You went, you read books, you got a There's No Money Down program. You really did take um, the time to get educated. So you weren't absolutely. quite going in totally blind. And, no, and no, no, you no. did it, and it was successful. So it was. It worked great. out. Like I said, I, I, I learned enough to, to, to be able to move forward. So you're right. I read, and that's how I taught myself. I, everything I, I just read. I, every, I mean, I love to read. So that was easy for me. I, I have every financial book that you could think of back then. And I still have them now as I'm packing to move. I packed up a set of the first, very first original 
financial books that I bought. Um, and from time to time, I'll go back through them and see if there's anything that's still applicable today. So you that's can, great. You, you know, you don't have to. I didn't have a formal education in real estate or or finance or business. I didn't even get a checking account until I went to college. So all of that had to be self-taught. I had to learn how to balance a checking account on my own and how to, you know, handle my finances. And so, and I learned that by reading simply that. I had no mentor or nothing. So I, I it was self-taught. And so, in school of hard knocks, you learn, you learn by trial and error. I did talk to exactly. people, though. I mean, Yes, I would ask questions, and people are generally friendly to give you advice. I mean, you know, people tend to want to help you. So that's how I learned, and I did it, and and, and we never looked back. And from that day to this, I've been investing in real estate and doing business. And, and the same scenario in business, it was all self-taught. My, my background is in computer science, so I had no tra- formal training in business um, my husband's degree was in accounting, so so we did have the accounting side. But as far as formal education and business, we didn't, and we were very successful in in both uh, arenas. That's wonderful, and and I think there's a lot of overlap in both because ultimately, real estate investing is a type of business. And, Absolutely. Uh, so a lot of the principles are the same, and that Absolutely. and that's great. Yeah. So. Now, where from that fourplex 30, 30 years ago, um, you know, what are your your current investments? We, I, I shared a little bit, but um, right, you know, what are you what are you now currently invested in? Well, right now, like you said, you shared. I'm in. I'm past investing passively in in larger properties. Is where I'm kind of moving toward. I'm actually this year been liquidating some of my smaller properties that I've had for a while or they're underperforming or for whatever reason, there's a seller's market in Dallas. I've taken advantage of that. Um, yeah. So I, I am moving toward, toward the larger multi. I've always been in multifamily, but just in the smaller mm-hmm. arena. So now I'm, yeah. I'm migrating toward the, the larger, of course, that's how we met, as you stated, into larger properties. So yeah. I am liquidating and doing those and, and always looking for other opportunities to invest in. And, 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 and I will be doing that in Dallas and some other markets outside of Dallas. I've just decided, okay, it's time. The market is so heated in Dallas, it's just really time to start looking outside of Dallas. So I still have my yeah. own individual properties, and but I'm moving more towards passively and then eventually um, syndicating my own uh, multifamily deal. That's the the goal. Great. Yeah. Great. So, um, share a little bit about why you like being a passive investor in deals. (laughs) Being a passive, that's very easy. Passive investing is very easy. I mean, you just, (laughs) in in the simplest form, you just, you buy into the deal and someone else does the work and you reap reap the returns. That's how it's supposed to work now. Yeah. It doesn't always work doesn't like always. that. <laughs> no, it doesn't always work like that. We were passive investors in uh, in assisted living facility in Hillsborough, Texas. And we, while well, we got our money back, we didn't really make any money on that deal because one of the partners stole the money and ran off, and oh, no. and it was just a nightmare. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. So we didn't 
lose our we we we, we got our money back. Thank God, but we just didn't make the returns. And you didn't grow we, it like you wanted. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's it was very unfortunate because it was a a good market, and we were doing very very well as far as as getting um getting at least up and just on track to really really do very well. And so so anyway, when the partners absconded with the money, we we you know it was a mess, and so we eventually got out of it, but. So I learned from that you 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 invest what passively. What did you learn from that? That you need to know the sponsors of the deal. You need yes. you don't just hand your money. Of course, we one of our partners was that we were in business with in our um, healthcare business in Puerto Rico was one of the general partners in this deal. So we knew her. Mm. We just didn't know the other partners. So what I learned is if you're going to invest passively, you need to know who you're investing with as a, or the sponsors of that deal are because when that money leaves your hand it could very yeah. well not return to you so you you have to be cautious about it but if you find the right partner or sponsors then it's a very easy thing and you and, and what it does it allows me when I invest passively to then go do something else so that money is yeah. over there working for me and making money and I'm over here doing another deal and making money and I don't have to manage both of those products, both of those properties, so or deals. So, passive investing is a is a good thing, and I, I wish I had known more about passive investing early on in my career. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty it is. It really is. And, uh, it really is. I'm active. I'm on the active side and on the passive side, and it's exactly. a lot easier exactly. to be a passive. It is. It is, but because I had 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 that experience with the other passive deal, I was really hesitant about doing it again. So it took me a little while before I made that leap into it again, and I just made sure that I knew whoever, whatever deal I got into, that I had spent enough time with them, and I felt reasonably comfortable that they would act responsibly. And and, in, in the case that they didn't, that they had insurance to cover us, so we didn't lose our money, and that's very important. Right. So, that's yeah. good. So, passive is a good thing. Yes. Okay. So, my next question for you, and this might be something we've already covered, but what, you know, in terms of your real estate career, what do you consider to have been your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? <sighs> biggest, um, and there certainly were mistakes along the way, but that's how we learn. I think yeah. my biggest I think my biggest mistake was I bought a f- property a fourplex actually and I think at the time that I bought it I must have been really I had a lot going on and I wasn't able to manage it because up to that point I managed we managed all of our properties um never had a property manager before so I felt like this time I just didn't have the time I wasn't going to be here enough to really take on that role so I said, okay, I'm going to hire a property manager. Well, I did. I hired a property manager, but the mistake was I didn't properly vet that manager, and I didn't mm-hmm. manage her. I just, I just said, okay, yeah. you know, here, and I, you know, send me my check, and I'll catch you when I can. I mean, I just really, really didn't do my. And so it's my fault because I know better. Um, so I, I, she quickly ran that property right into the ground. So I was like, so it took me a while to dig out. I, you know, changed property managers and, 
and um, and turn it around. So I learned from that point, from that that experience, to never do that again. <laughs> always, always, always properly vet your property managers, and then you have to manage them. It's your property. They're not going to care about your property like you do. They don't have anything invested in your in your property. You have nothing to lose other than whatever the yeah. fee is that you're paying them. So you must you must must properly vet that that property management company and then manage them. Even on a smaller property, I meet with my property managers uh, quarterly to go over, you know, whatever we need to go over relating to that property. I want, you know, reports. I do, I do my drive-bys, and I just I don't tell them when I'm going to drive by. I just drive by. And if I see something I don't like and they're on the phone, I'm like, hey, I saw this, and, you know, this is not good, and what are we doing, and da 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 So I actively manage my property managers even on smaller deals, and it's very important to do that. So that, I think, was my biggest mistake in, in all of the years that I've been, been uh, buying and selling real estate. Mm. So so important. I yeah. I did a um, webinar on the on the team and today because I think that's the foundation mm-hmm. of any deal. Who do you have working? You know the properties on a day to day basis. They will make right. or break your investment, <laughs> and you have yes. to stay on top of them. You absolutely do. And a lot of people do that. They buy those properties and they think, oh, I got a property manager, then I can just ride off into the sunset and they're Mm going to just send me my check. Well, that may or may not happen uh, depending on that property management company. So it's it's very important to to stay on top of them. Absolutely. And then when they're not performing, then you have to – Get them out of there and, and get someone else. And so, so yeah, that was my biggest, biggest, I think, biggest mistake that I, I made. Well, thank you for sharing that lesson because it is, mm-hmm. it's really crucial, so important. It is. Well, it is. And on the flip side, what are you most proud of? Well, the thing that I'm most proud of has nothing to do with real estate. I'm most proud of my children, my two wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful children. They are. They are um, out in the world being productive citizens and, and living wonderful lives and, and being good people, good Christian people, and that makes me most, most, most proud, most proud. Um, I think as it relates to real estate, I think the thing that makes me proud is that I can, that I am a living example of someone um, who started with nothing and was able to be successful in business and real estate, and that's to others, or I, I'm able to say or show to others that they can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it. So I'm a shining example that you can start with nothing and invest in real estate and be very successful at it, especially women. I, I really, really want women to look at me and say, if she did it, I can do it too, because they can I think that yeah. that's what makes me most proud because a lot of us women think that we can't, you know, like, oh, no, I don't have any money or I don't have the education or I don't have the time or whatever the excuse is. No, you can do it. I did it. I, I worked full time, um, have never worked full time, invested in real estate, and at some point even had two businesses going at the same time, raising two children. Full-time mommy, I mean, you can do it. If you want to do it, you can do it. So I think that's 
that makes me proud if someone can look at me and say, oh, wow, she did that, and so can I. And just to give some background, because I know you said that you grew up poor, but what is what specific does that mean? So, how, you know, how, where did you really start from? Well, I start from nothing. I mean, I grew up grew up poor, a little poor country girl. So I mean, poor financially now, financially yeah. poor. Now I was rich in love. I had two wonderful parents who loved me and 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 did the best that they could with me and gave me what they could. So they gave me that love and support, which was a crucial foundation. They believed yeah. in me. And so so I had that. So that's a lot. When you have that, you have a lot. So it wasn't like I was that's true. You know, financially poor and then emotionally poor as well because that's a that's a big hurdle to overcome. That wasn't the case. But financially, I mean when I, I went to high school, I graduated college and that was it. I mean I had nothing. I maybe had two hundred bucks to my name after, you know, paying for this beautiful wedding and and that was just savings from when I did my little internship in college. So financially, I had nothing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. I started from scratch. And that's difficult to to start from scratch and really build something in one generation. And the one thing that yeah. we was really important for us was when we, especially when, once we had our kids, it was very, very important to both of us, my husband and I, that we leave a legacy for our children. We wanted to, first of all, we wanted to educate them, give them the best education. And we wanted them to graduate college with no debt, as we had, and then leave a legacy for them. So that's that's a tall order. But we set out to do it, and, and that was our focus, and we just, we stayed focused on that goal of doing the best that we could for them and by them and providing them with some of the things that we didn't have, um, some of the, the, you know, a lifestyle that we didn't have, um, but we did it. So when I say nothing, I mean nothing, no money. That's how I, that's why I had to go do a cash advance to get that first down payment. There was no money. There was no savings account, nothing. <laughs> so yeah, we started, when I say scratch, I mean scratch, nothing. It's amazing. So, yeah, to do that, I mean, it was, it was, it was quite a feat. Now looking back at it, I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how we did it. Sometimes I do. I do. Uh, but, yep, <laughs> that's where we started with nothing. Absolutely. Well, you should be proud, and that's why I'm so excited to share your story because, um, you know, a lot of people say they come up with all of these excuses about why they can't do this. Yeah. And. Absolutely. Um, you either have excuses or you have results. <laughs> you That's you could right. have had, you had a million reasons why you couldn't have done it, but you didn't allow those to hold you back, and you did it. So I love Absolutely that. not. And, and I cringe, especially the one thing, the excuse that I hear a lot of people in general say is, "Oh, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to be fixing broken toilets." And da 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 da. I mean, I just cringe. I'm thinking, really. Really, in 30 years of investing in real estate, I've never fixed a broken toilet. I've never gotten a call in the middle of the night about a broken toilet. So something, I don't know where that started. I don't know who did that or started that. But it does, it's such a disservice to those who may otherwise get into this business and really really become successful. So, yeah, yeah you can, that's, yeah. That's funny. That is a fear, though. I, I had that fear, fear. but I, in it's, 12 years, I've had one broken toilet, and I just sent the handyman to fix it. <laughs> I didn't have to do it myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you're right. 
allergic to fears, and I think that was the thing for me. I had no fear, and it's a good thing I had my husband because you know I was really was fearless, and he was the more level head. I was like, wait, 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 let's think about this now. You know, I'm like, let's just do it, let's go for it. But yeah, a lot of times fears will hold us back, and we never succeed or we never achieve anything, any, any of our dreams and goals because of fear, and and that's just tragic. So if you're gonna, do, yeah, I say. Face your fears. Just do it. Don't think about it. Don't overanalyze it. Just do it. It, it's, it's, it really is. It's in America. I always tell people it's a poor man's path to, to riches. If you really get in the system and work the system and, and, and take it seriously and invest in it, you can go from rags to riches. Absolutely. Yeah, you can. In real so, estate. In so real good. Estate. Yes, yes. So good. Really Such can. great advice. Yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, oh, my pleasure. I love, I mean, I love sharing my story and and I love it when I see other people, you know, decide that, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I want to do that too. I love it because more, especially women, and that's why I so admire you for starting this group for women to support one another. Oh, my gosh. You know, had I had this 30 years ago, I don't know where I would be. It's because <laughs> you go into these functions and you look around and it's just a room full of males. And there's yeah. a sprinkling of, of women there. So to have this support group is awesome, 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 awesome. So, yes, I Thank love, you. Love that that was the, that's the path to have the room full with women. Oh, my gosh. Awesome! I yes, I would I lo- I would love to see that. That would be so awesome. So you'll get there. You'll get there. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we're we're getting kind of low on time. We have time to to oh. share your Trinity. But before that, if there if people want to connect with you and find out more about you, is there a way that they can do that? Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook. Um, they can reach me on Facebook, Brenda. I think I'm under Brenda Simmons Gooden, and I'm on yes. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm, I'm on LinkedIn, and my email is Brenda Gooden and the number one at gmail dot com. Oh, thank you for sharing that with, mm-hmm. with people. Uh, sure, and sure. We'll com- conclude with a quick Trinity. So a Trinity is a brag, a gratitude, and desire. The, um, so what are you, what's what are you bragging about? What are you celebrating right now? Well, what I'm brag. celebrating right now, and I have been for the last what seven months, is I am finally done with tuition. I am a tu- tuition free mom. My baby graduated <laughs> in December from co- from college with his master's, no debt, and I am so so excited to be tuition free. And, and um, we had a party when, when he finished, and I called it This Is It. <laughs> so this is my This Is It <laughs> celebration. So, well bragged. Yes, I am ecstatic. It's, I mean, because my kids have been in private school from kindergarten through master's or, or through, you know, college. So I, I'm ready to be done with that. So that's my, that's my, uh, that's what I'm celebrating well right now. And we'll be going the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what's one yes. thing you're grateful for right now? Well, and it goes back to I'm, I'm grateful for my children. I, I'm so I always thank God that He gave them to me to shepherd over and to care for and to love. And, I, and I'm grateful that they are alive and healthy and doing well. And I'm grateful that I um, I am alive and and well and happy. 
That's that's mm. I'm really grateful for that. Nothing to do with money Beautiful. or anything. I'm I'm grateful. That's what I'm most 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 and for my family. I'm grateful that I still have both of my parents and 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 my siblings. So I'm grateful. I'm I'm a happy woman. Beautiful. And what's one thing you desire? Well, my desire is and and it, it has always been it's to be a blessing to others, especially those who are less mm. fortunate. That that is is something that I I have always 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 wanted to do is always be a blessing. I believe that to whom much is given, much is required, and that we yeah. are ultimately blessed to be a blessing. And so I always want to do that. Yeah. I love doing that, and so that's what I my desire is to continue to do that. Beautiful. So it shall be or so much better than you can imagine. And you have definitely been a blessing to us today. I'm so grateful well, to you. have had you on the show with your supremely inspiring story and um, wonderful advice. Thank you so much. And, no, thank um, you. you know, um, my pleasure. And thanks to mm-hmm. our listeners. If you can, if you want to, Find uh, connect with Brenda. You can do so. Brenda Simmons Gooden on Facebook, LinkedIn, and then she also shared her email. And to connect with me, go to realestateinvestorgoddesses.com and um, and check out my new book, The Real Estate Investor Goddess Handbook. It's available on Amazon. It became it's a number one Amazon best-selling book. Woo-hoo. Yes, so excited. Awesome. <laughs> Get it? Yes, can, it's awesome. Um, I read it. It's awesome. Great, thank you. So go check out the book and uh, go to the uh, the website and get all sorts of free goodies um, yes. around the book. All right, so thank you all. We will speak. I'll hear you all next week with another super inspiring real estate investor goddess story. Have a great week. Bye bye.